are now listening to the unmistakable sound of the Wolver Pool Weekend Tailgate. It's your boy, C-Dog. Be weird. game yesterday. Auburn falls short just one point on the road to a very desperate, scrappy Florida team that had a lot to play for in that game. Uh, Auburn drops to 24-3 and overall record. Auburn is now one game ahead of Kentucky in the SEC race, which makes these upcoming games very critical moving forward. Let's talk about the good in this game. One of the the good points in this game is Jabari Smith, who basically scored 28 points after who also was the player of the game that you guys voted on against Vandy. Uh, He followed up his career high with 28 points in this game, seven boards, uh, had one assist, which was a beautiful dime off a double team to uh, Kessler down low. Uh, Had an amazing game. Let's talk about him because it appears as though he's, beginning to kind of look like that first round pick that a lot of people are hyping him up to be. Mike G, what are your thoughts? And let's let's just stick with Jabari in terms of his performance in this game. How do, how do you feel about Jabari and how he did? Mm, listen, Jabari, seven for 16, right? Uh, four for five from three-pointer. He's starting to heat up from the outside here. Um, yeah. And he's taking, he's being more aggressive and taking those shots. 10 of 11 on free throws, 28 points. Ooh, man. Um, he played 33 minutes, so he had, uh, more minutes than anybody he played more minutes than anybody in this game. Uh, at some point you got to let star players do what they can do. Now he, he carried us in this game. Cause I, I want to stress without him and, and Kessler, this would have been, um, Albert finished just at 40% and free and field goal percentage. And in the previous uh, four or five games, we've been well below forty percent. So the struggling woes, the shooting struggling uh, shooting woes have continued, as particularly in the first half. And, and Jabari Smith has been kind of a bright spot in a lot of this. Uh, I, I I thought he had a great performance. He's starting to we're starting to lean on him a little bit more. Bruce Pearl is intent on playing these rotation these like deep 10-man rotations. And Jabari's an unselfish player, so he probably gives the ball up a little more than he should. Uh, He did take his shots in this game. I mean, 16 shot attempts. Uh, The next closest person had 10, and that was Wendell Green. Yeah. So, yeah, he's taking his shots. It's not like, I mean, it's just... More on that later. Yeah, he's taking his shots, but uh, he was the bright spot in all this, man. You just... Uh, I'm excited about his three-point shooting down the stretch. That's that's a weapon to have a guy who could just pull raise up over a guy and hit a contested three. Uh, he also can uh, catch and shoot in rhythm. I'm starting to see a lot of that more more of that where he just catches right on the spot and then just pulls up, uh, makes that decision, shoots it confidently, uh, and hits it. Uh, it's seven rebound. He rebounded well in this game. This was a really good performance for Jabari Smith. 
I talk about the fact that Jabari is really starting to come on really strong. I think I saw a graphic during the game where he was averaging 19.5 points the last few games uh, going into the contest and scored 28 here. So he's really starting to come on um, in terms of what we're seeing him. We, we knew he had this ability, but of course he was playing within the offense uh, to Mike G's point, not uh, taking over the game, but playing with his team. Talk about how important it is going into March to see Jabari beginning to kind of come into his own. Yeah, I mean, I think this is what we have been talking about for a while. Um, the shots that he's getting, I don't think, are new or unique opportunities. He's had those the entire season. Um, I think he's gotten more confidence in taking a couple of those shots that are contested um, off the dribble. I think we're seeing a lot more of his... Um, his post game on display now, right? Like he was, you know, three point shooting. Everybody knew he could shoot the ball, right? Um, the one step or the, the the one dribble pull up, he he's had that the entire season. I think where you're seeing a difference um, of him going to more is them getting the high 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 post, excuse me, touches for him, and he's not passing out of that unless there's a, a, a double team coming, right? And so he's just going to work. Um, at the high post and making them have to account for him every time he's on the floor, which is what we need. We need someone who um, we can just give the ball to and him go get a bucket. Um, you know, you, you would have liked to have seen something different in that late game scenario, but seven seconds, it's hard to get Jabari into that action. Um, so uh, we'll talk more about the end of the game scenario, but Jabari Smith himself, I think he's, he's more confident in what he's able to do. Um, and I think what I would like to see is early in the game when we're struggling offensively early, like start the game off with Jabari. Like let's let's run the offense through him initially, see how they intend to play him because they're going to try to double from and, and see, all right, cool. If we're getting him in the high post set here, this is where the double team is coming from. This is who's going to be doubling. Just so we know when we get into those late game scenarios, how those doubles are coming. I um, There's a clip um, where, and this is about uh, Michael Jordan. So I'm in, I'm not comparing Jabari Smith to Michael Jordan, but what I am saying is there is a clip of Michael Jordan where they're playing a game in the finals against the Utah Jazz, right? And it's the 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 play where he makes the pass to Steve Kerr for the game winning shot, right? Uh, what it would eventually be the game winning shot. Um, and Jordan knew based upon how John Stockton played him the previous game coming off of Steve Kerr, where the double team was going to be coming from because he had seen it before. Right. And so my point with talking about Jabari is if you see it early enough in the game, you know, this is how they've been scouting to play Jabari in this scenario. Cool. Show us early so we can adjust late. So when I come back to this set late game, if I need a bucket, okay, cool. We're just going to give it to Jabari in this case. We know likely where the double team is going to come from, so we know how to play off of that double team. Uh, but if you wait too late in the game, you don't have enough time to adjust to see that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I like the direction that Jabari Smith is going, and um, hopefully the other players get out of stand-and-watch mode with him now that he's starting to score more and not feel like we're just going to give it to him and let him do his thing um, or feel like, all right, cool, Jabari's got his, let me go get mine. Figure out a way to be more harmonious and synchronous around what he's doing, and you have a really dangerous team. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Are, are some of your breakdowns going to involve Jabari? Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going yeah, to do something. Sure. Yeah, okay. 
let's let's we talked about the good. We talked about Jabari Smith and his uh pretty amazing day. Let let's get to some of the bad. Uh the bad being that outside of Jabari Smith, uh, and Mike mentioned one guy already, uh, Walker Kessler and KD were the only other players in double digits in terms of scores, scoring 11 and 12 respectively. Uh, a quote from Bruce Pearl after the game basically saying we relied too much on mm-hmm. Jabari. Um, he also went on to say that we're best when everyone contributes, and that just wasn't the case today. And one of the things that I want to point out, um, and I'll start I'll start with you, uh, Mike G, is a big stat of this game is that of the 62 points that Auburn scored, only nine of those points came from its bench. Mm. And so when you think about games in which Auburn has been very successful, Auburn's got a lot of production because of the rotations we're playing. We're getting a lot of production in terms of points from the bench. And on the road, uh, thank God Jabari went off because this game could have been a lot uglier if there was no other production coming from anywhere else. Talk to me about how critical it is in starting with Wendell. He only had five points in this game. How critical it is for our bench to be able to be productive and help our starters in games like this. Well, you mentioned Wendell, two for 10 shooting. Yikes, right? Like, I mean, he, let's just be clear, he didn't have a good game. And uh, he's not the reason we lost. No. I don't want anybody to hear that. I don't, you know, no one player is the reason we lost. Uh, But certainly, if he's his normal self, Auburn wins this game easily. They didn't have a good night. Uh, That's going to happen. Players are going to have off nights. Um, You know, as far as KD is concerned, uh, this is a few bad games in a row for him. And I'm starting to wonder, I know everybody loves crazy KD, but I wonder if what's going on with him is mental, right? Uh, he seemed to, uh, he showed some frustration uh, a couple games ago, you know, fouling a lot of frustration fouls. You know, he's, um, I don't know that he's playing differently. I can probably open on this a little bit more than me. Like, I don't know that he's playing differently, but uh, it just seems like something's off there. And he's forcing a little bit too much, over-dribbling the ball. Um, you know, he's not in good space right now. Uh, and so for an Auburn team where the, all we've talked about is how strong the bench is, how strong the bench is, we get so much production from the bench, we did not get that in this game. There were times during the game, I know Cardwell on, um Carwell went one for five. You know, you know, for a big man, sometimes when he catches the ball in the low block, I have just not been super impressed with his ability to be able to go straight up with the ball. It seems like he is very indecisive and unsure. You know, he'll catch a rebound, bring the ball down here instead of just going straight back up with it. Like, I, I've, I've, been, I've not been super impressed with Cardwell. He does give maximum effort, but... I think we lack something from a scoring standpoint when Carwell's in the game. And um, Flanagan, man, now we're talking about the bench. I think Flanagan should be on it. Well, I guess I guess this this is your answer to SS Austin's question. Uh, does anyone else think Cambridge should play more than Flanagan? It's your boy Ike Jones, and you're listening to the War Report's Weekend Tailgate Podcast. Did you know that you can find this and most of our other podcast content on YouTube first? 
That's right. Just search The War Report on YouTube and you'll find our channel where we broadcast this and other shows live. We've also got Auburn football and basketball press conferences, film reviews, game highlights, interviews, and special guest segments, too. All of the Auburn sports content you can ask for and then some. Now that you know, let's get back to the show. So are you saying, is that a yes for you? I've been giving him some slack because of the injury, but remember what I said. Everybody has said, oh, we haven't played a full game yet. We haven't played a complete game yet. Well, guys, we're almost at the end of the season. I think there are four or five more games left in this season. Four. If we have not played a complete game yet, we may have to start bracing for the possibility that they might not the rest of the season, and we're going to have to win these games with defense. So, Flanagan... I'm I'm losing hope that he has a breakthrough this season. And they have to find a way to get him to contribute while minimizing, I don't want to say damage, but minimizing what you lose while he's on the floor. I, they, they looked kind of unfocused to me Saturday. The throwing the ball out of bounds, like just to the sixth row of the stands. And that's, yeah, that's I mean, the ugly part. We'll talk yeah, about we, that. We didn't get a lot out of the bench. And that's yeah. that's it. And it and it was still a one point loss. Yeah. So that's why glass half full is is that you know we kind of beat ourselves more than they beat us. That's how I saw that game. Auburn beat themselves. The turn seventeen turnovers, seventeen is not good. That's not typical for this team. You know, Zep Jasper didn't contribute offensively at all in this game. You know, he had he took one shot. Uh, you know, he's an underrated three-point shooter, I think, as well, too. It just seemed like... And then, last but not least, Bruce Pearl took responsibility for not calling the timeout on the last play. He said that uh, Florida didn't play it the way... They didn't They didn't overplay it the way he thought they would. He should have called the timeout, and they should have reset. Instead, he let the play run, and Wendell got in there and... I, I bemoan this in football and in basketball. Hear me out. Again, Ike's the basketball guy, so he can definitely take me to town on this one if I'm wrong. But the situational awareness at the end of the game, you got seven seconds left. So it just occurs to me, if you're going to inbound to the backcourt, that there's got to be a clock in your head to make a decision, commit to an action. So after three seconds, you're either finding the open man or you're pulling up. So when he gets to the three-point line and there, been, there was a picture circulating of a potential lob he could have made to Kessler over the top. Wait till uh, y'all see my video tomorrow. <laughs> right? I mean, it, and I was just kind of like, oh, man, like wh- how experienced point guard has to be able to do better than that in that situation. Now, he's not the reason we lost the game. I'm not stressing because there were, there were tons. When you lose by a point, there are tons of moments during the game that you can pick. To say, hey, if we had done this, we could have won the game. It's just easy to single Kessler, out. The last Kessler play. went over two on his free throws. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and both of those two free throws were like in the last three minutes. So, yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, if we if we want to pick a reason, I mean, you got you have options. So, yeah, you know, we're not we're not we're not picking on any one player. But continue. But winning the tournament, as we've seen year in and year out, is can be about those plays that are made in the last ten seconds of a game. God, we saw, what was it, Villanova, North Carolina, that epic ending that we saw at the end where, you know, you just have to, you know, the guy caught the ball and he committed to a a decision. They passed and they left enough time. 
Now, th- there were so many things that happened on that last play. I, again, Ike is going to give you guys the visualization. But in the last minute of the game, we wasted a 10 seconds letting Florida run around with the ball. And I was screaming at my monitor, foul, foul. Like, you can't let them run time off the clock. And they, 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 they burnt another 10 seconds off the clock in the last 30. And I just didn't understand. I'm like, how do our players not understand the situation here? As soon as that ball was inbounded, now they went for the steal. But once you don't get it, foul, foul somebody. <laughs> and we just, we let too much time go by there, you know, and, and, and that could have been extra time where, remember, now we're down by one. We're down by one. So if you foul and they go hit, hit uh, two free throws, you're still only down by three, but you have more time on the clock. To hit a three or do whatever you need to do. I just thought, man, I just I did not like the way that last sequence played out. And a lot of people played a role in why that looked so chaotic. It just looked disjointed. Now, this isn't the end of the world. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're 24 and three. This team's having a great season, or whatever we are in three. We've only lost three games. Um and we predicted to finish fifth, remember. Yeah, I mean, they're having a great season, guys. Uh, but this is something I hope they get worked out because you will inevitably be in this sort of dogfight come tournament time. And you got to have your ducks in a row in the last minute of the game. So learning for Bruce, I like that Bruce Pearl took responsibility for the end of the game. I love that about this coach. He very rarely throws his players under the bus, and he just says, I could have prepared them better for that moment. I could have called a timeout. This is not the first time he's talked about his own usage of timeouts in the, in the final minute. So the bench the bench has got to contribute, and uh, I'll end on this. He said it in the post game. He said, we're at our best when everybody contributes, and not enough guys contributed. And the stats bear that out. Cardwell, one for five. Wendell Green, two for ten. Uh, 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 Katie Johnson, three for eight. Uh, the only this game was about Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. And Walker Kessler, if they had not been calling ticky tack fouls on him, might have had a greater impact on this game. But they've got to find a way around that, too. Yeah, I, I think there was a, a I think he received his third call. Um, it was almost under 12 minutes left, and Auburn was kind of in control. Um, mm-hmm. At that time, and I think that that kind of led a rally by Florida when he went out the game. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm getting real sick of how they're officiating Kessler. Yeah, this is one of the most frustrating things to watch about watching. He he does a lot of things really well and gets called a fouls. Yeah, I don't understand it. There was another game. It wasn't another play. It wasn't Kessler? Uh, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but Jabari Smith had a what I thought was a clean block on Castleton when he hit, when, uh, he pinned it on the backboard. Yeah, he got his body though. I'm not mad at that call. No, no, he yeah. didn't. Yeah, no, he it did. didn't. Hey, make yeah. put that in the film review. Yeah, <laughs> Just he, he got that one. I'm definitely not mad at that call. Of no. all the calls in the game, I'm I'm not mad at it's one Zip, of that one. Zep Zep had a block, no, a clean Zip block Jasper's too. Now that was clean. clean. Now you're oh, right about that one. There, you're right about that. Nobody on the Zep Jasper. You're right about that one. Terrible call. That was a terrible call. That uh, Zep had clean. That was clean. Yeah, right. I just didn't understand. I just thought they. I I hate blaming officiating, but it just it when we're having an off night, it's difficult to not get those calls or to get those kind of calls yeah. called against you. You're on an Definitely off night and you're right. calling fouls I, on clean blocks. I can I can understand KD's frustration at times because again the foul on 
on Kessler when the guy for, I think it's Fleming, uh, jumped into Kessler to draw contact. Oftentimes they ignore KD when he does that. Right. And so it's frustrating when you can't get that call, but then your guy is in foul K- trouble. KD because got the, the majority of those last night, though. Like he, he got did. a lot of those he did. drive to the basket, flailing. There's been a, there's been a lot of calls he hasn't gotten lately though up to, up into that game and so I can understand how he can get frustrated when they go down the field down the court and call it on his guy for that same thing so yeah um real quick uh, I want to I want to get to Thomas Ponder's uh, super chat appreciate you man for this banner for the locker room there is no next game after a loss in the dance I think I think moving forward I think Bruce and these guys they've been here before. They understand the communication with their team in terms of preparing them and learning from these lessons. And again, this could be fuel for the argument that a lot of people say, hey, these are the losses that you may need for teachable moments. Of course, you can always learn from winning games as well. But I think having experiencing a loss can motivate uh, guys to not want to feel that or experience that in March. And I think I saw Mike G, you retweeted Yesterday, someone's uh, tweet about uh, how Auburn went on an amazing run. I mean, we went through kind of like the the final four run. We went through a period where we were just losing games and then we caught fire. And so the hope is that those uh, the coaching staff communicates to these guys the importance of what preparing. There's not a next game after the tournament. If you lose, they understand the magnitude. So uh, got one more for for you guys. Marcus Holland. Mike G. Jabari got him with the forearm to the bodies. That was clean. I didn't see. I didn't see it. It wasn't there. If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sure he got him. It just, it just, it was such, a, it was such an athletic play. It was a very athletic play. Very athletic play. It was impressive. He saved a a a, a sure layup or dunk. Well, it was an amazing play. And, and then Castleton missed one of the free throws. There you go. Right. So like that is the oh, effort that you want from your superstar guy being like, nah, you're not getting no free buckets, bro. Like that's no free buckets. No free buckets. Mm. Before yeah, we was- get to the before we get to the half, Ike, um, because Mike G alluded to it, you talk about the situational awareness at the end of halves. Yeah. Um, that also happened at the end of the first half where that's a part there was of my a video lot of tomorrow too. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's in the video I, do you, I don't know if you yeah, want to talk it. about it though. Yeah, we can talk. Yeah. About it. Um, the, the issue that I have with the end of the half scenarios um, and uh, I, I really want to break it down a little bit more. So videos that you're going to see coming up is end of game scenarios. In that video, I talk about the end of the regulation versus Arkansas, the end of the first half at Florida and the end of the game against Florida. I break down those three scenarios, how those defenses played us. Um, all of those involved a pick and roll scenario with Wendell Green and Walker Kessler, how we ran that set and then kind of what the results were. You guys know that stuff. Um, but I think the issue for us at the end of the half, number one, Wendell, um, and I'll talk about this in the video, he's waiting too late to get into his action sometimes. Like, I know he wants it to be the last shot, but I think a lot of the times in those end of games, he's predetermined what he wants to do. And because you wait so late in the clock to get into the the pick and roll action, you don't give yourself enough time to adapt to what the defense does that you're not expecting. And when it happens, he's like, oh, that's not what I thought they were going to do. And he gets himself into a bind. Um, so I think he just needs to either go earlier or go more aggressively towards what he knows he needs to do, which is, in my opinion, get downhill. He's not getting downhill. 
he's settling for long shots in those scenarios or being tentative. And he's got to he, he's got to be more aggressive and he's got to want to get closer to the bucket to get a, a more a more high percentage shot. But listen, it's better that he learns this lesson now than he learns it in March. Right. Like losing a game right now in this way. He's got tape and he can say, all right, cool. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'd rather he get into those moments right now than it happened in March. So I'm not upset at us losing a game at Florida, which was going to be a tough matchup anyway. Tough to, uh, you know, despite what people think about Florida's record, Florida's actually a really good basketball team. Um, Their record doesn't show that, but like your record doesn't always show how good you are. It shows how well you play moment to moment sometimes. And that's really the issue that we have is moment to moment in this game. Auburn just didn't show up in the ways that we needed to. But despite all of that, only losing by one point shows you what Mike said. We lost this game. Florida didn't win it. And I, you know, Florida fans, Florida play. Okay. So let me just say this. Appleby. Appleby. Yes. Had an amazing game. Yeah, yes. Amazing game. He was playing his butt off. Castleton carried them in the first half, but Appleby was the guy to close the door at the end. Um, but gosh, man, I, you know, just a couple of more plays that were there to be made. This is sound familiar from football season. A couple of plays that were there to be made, and we get this W. Like we had the game there to win, um, and we just didn't do it. But yeah, I'll, I'll get more in depth into like the actual scenarios with that um, end of half, end of game situation with Wendell in the pick and roll.